Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, 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 and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode 72 of Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation Bucks Dugout. My name is Nathan Hirsch, and as always, I'm here with Jake Slobodnik. Jake, how's it going? It's going good, man. Pirates took uh, the fourth game of their last five after a pretty uh, miserable (laughs) yesterday, that is. Um, But, you know, overall, things are going pretty well with the Pirates. Uh, Things are going well in my personal life. Uh, Boss actually bought us some ice cream today, so (laughs) it doesn't get much better than that. How's things on your end? Great. Nothing beats boss ice cream. I can tell you that, but yeah, for me, it's been good as well. I went to two pirates games in this four game series. I was at the Monday game when they won 12 to one and I was there today as well. We are recording this on Thursday for the pirates. Exciting should probably not have been so exciting. Eight to seven win over the Cubs. Like you said, the pirates took three out of four, Against Chicago, they are now 29 and 40 on the season. Chicago's 26 and 44. And uh, what a difference one O'Neill Cruz can make. And Bly Madris, I'll give him credit as well. The Pirates looked solid this series. And like you kind of hinted at, kind of like you hinted at, aside from the punt of a loss in the Wednesday game. Pirates looked like a real ball club. Things kind of uh, coming together. And things are exciting in Pittsburgh right now. I will say, though, as an aside, we're still waiting word on Brian Hayes. He scored the game-winning run in the Thursday game, slid headfirst into Wilson Contreras, who may or may not have blocked the plate with his leg. You could call it dirty if you want to. I won't mind. But Hayes dove head first and looked to have jammed his shoulder into the leg of Contreras. But um, a few reports coming out post game that the Pirates don't seem to be terribly concerned. It's getting evaluated. We'll see what happens with Hayes. I really hope that he is okay because, man, that would be such a buzzkill if he has to miss some time. But Overall, the series was exciting. Cruz brought the fireworks in every aspect. He did pretty much everything you would have hoped that he could do besides hit a home run, but it's okay. Uh, he, he looked great. Even if his numbers don't look that great, I don't really care. He himself looked great, and Blyma also looked great, and the Pirates were able to pitch well in the first two games and uh, in this last game, they were able to hit just enough to get the victory. It was a really exciting series, I must say. Yeah, I mean, you take out the punt of a game yesterday, and the Pirates looked like a brand-new team, and I think we all have to credit O'Neill Cruz and Bly Madris for that. I feel like Bly Madris's performance got overshadowed just by the pure presence of Cruz, but, um, boy, what a story he really put together. There's a lot you can say from this four-game set that – 
you probably couldn't have said throughout the entirety of the season. That's that's that the pirates look like a complete team. Like it, before, I mean, other than Yu Chang and the Yu Chang hate train still continues, but um, other than him, yeah, hit I don't care. <laughs> I hate him still. Um, but I mean, this let's let's break it down a little bit um, from the top down. O'Neill Cruz. Man, what a guy. You said it. You know, his numbers don't look the greatest at the moment. I think his average is hovering but below 220 or something like that. But, I mean, he roped a beautiful RBI double today. He made a fantastic diving catch that sort of questioned all the fans saying, well, the organization told us that he needs work on the defensive side of things, and then he completely proved them wrong today. Um, hitting in the first game was amazing, um, just out of the gate. I mean, he recorded the fastest throw from an infielder this season in the fir- in his debut, and hit a ball over 112 miles an hour in his debut. Nothing wrong with that. Blime address a three hit game to start things off. He started his career in the MLB, had his first major league home run yesterday. Or, um, was that? Yes. No, that was two days ago. He had his first major league home run. Um, then game three, he had a bases clearing yep. double, which I mean, this guy is a career minor leaguer and yet he still looked like one of the bet, like one of the top prospects that we've been awaiting. Um, the good thing is, is that with Madris, there were a lot of people that knew who he was and what he could bring to the team. So I think that kind of helped fuel his, his, his um, motivation a little bit, but overall I think he's looked solid. I'm excited to see whenever they put him at first base because he's been working there in triple a, I think he could be a solid platoon option for Michael Chavis and sort of be that next Garrett Jones, as you have quoted and mentioned in the past, uh, past few episodes. Um, I think it would be nice to see Garrett Jones 2.0, maybe oh, yeah. even a better version of him in blind address. I mean, the guy just, he, you can tell he loves the game. You can tell the passion is there. The talent is there and has been there for years. Overall, he's just one of those special players. And I think he's going to make a high impact for the pirates Cruz as well. Um, I just hope he picks things up more consistently at the plate going forward. Um, I think we need to talk about the pitching a little bit because that kind of really helped us this week. Um, Maybe not so much on Wednesday, but definitely Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. JT Brubaker looked pretty Ooh. solid against the Cubs on Monday. Um, allowed just one run. Um, well, actually, I don't even think that was him, was it? Um, I don't think so. I, I'm i not sure, but yeah, he looked awesome yeah, first, on Monday. First win of the season. Can't beat that. Yeah. Um, Tuesday, uh, Rowansi was Rowansi. Uh, struggled a little bit in the first inning, got his pitch count a little high. But as a young arm, you're going to get that sometimes. Uh, but he picked up another win. His ERA below 2-9, which is not bad at all. If, if anything, that's really, really good. Michael Perez went yard. That was when Madris hit his first home run. Uh, things just were all in favor for the Pirates that day. Then comes Wednesday. And you know what? I, I, I even think when we talked about it, we didn't know that Thompson was going to get hurt, and we, we thought it was going to be a little bit more competitive, but I think we both right. talked it up as a loss. But, you know, I don't care what he did in spring training. I don't care what he's done in AAA this season. Jared Eikhoff should never see a major league field ever again. I mean, it's pretty sad when Diego Castillo <laughs> is a better option than Jared Eikhoff. And the fact that Eikhoff's ERA is a little closer to Castillo's is pretty shameful. And, but I think it's also shameful that in that game, uh, the pirates only mustered five hits on five runs th- uh, four of those runs coming in the final inning. Um, credit to Brian Reynolds. He continued his hot June in this, in this series. Um, but Wednesday's game, a complete punt, as you said, 
Um, I think it was just the fact knowing that Thompson was not going to be available. I think Shelton kind of just, he kind of took with what, or did with what he was given and it was, it is what it is, but the pirates are able to come back thir- uh, today. We're recording this on Thursday. They came back today and won an extra innings, but at what cost we should have never been in this scenario. And then I, I was trying to be optimistic throughout the final few portions of this game. But man, we should have never been put in this situation. Key should have never been put in an injury type situation. Uh, I personally thought we were going to lose because I agree with that. I, I, I mean, just the way we gave up the lead, um, we only utilized Bednar for one inning, and then we bring in Chris Stratton with a runner on second to start the tenth. I, I mean that that scared the daylights out of me, but. Somehow, some way, we overcame it. Michael Chavis played hero in today's game, uh, game tying home run in in regulation, then hit the walk off single that scored Hayes, and it was a perfectly placed single. A um, little risky for my type, a little too high, but he placed it no man's land behind first base. He had a great read off of it, uh, just an all around great way to cap it off. I'm glad that we won this game. I'm glad we won the series because I think if we would have finished two and two, people would be mad. I would be mad, but um, I'm really glad with what we were given this week. Um, and now hopefully we can take it to the trop tomorrow night and keep the winning continue or keep the winning going against the Rays, who I think are a little bit back and forth as of now. So now would be a great time to strike. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, this series, it, there there would be a totally different taste in all of our mouths if the Pirates were not able to win this Thursday game because, man, yeah, they were up 6-2. to two, And I'm not going to really fault uh, Will Crow too much for giving up four earned runs. He kind of struggled in this outing, which, you know, he's not perfect. He's not going to be awesome every single time out. But, yeah, the decision – in the bottom of, or sorry, the top of the eighth inning, we've seen David Bednar come out for eight out saves, you know, six out saves, multi inning saves. I have no idea at all why he could not be summoned to get that final out in the top of the eighth inning. And uh, De Los Santos was brought out, and I, I like what I've seen from him all season long, but he just. He did not look like he felt that he wanted to be in that situation, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, he he pretty much blew the lead. And luckily, Michael Chavis was able to save the game for the Pirates. He hit the game tying home run in the bottom of the eighth. And like you said, he hit the walk off single in the bottom of the tenth. But yeah, this game would have been an extremely ugly loss if they were not able to to come back and kind of finish it out. Jose Quintana looked solid though. Six innings pitched only two earned runs given up once again, back to Shelton and decisions with his rotation. Quintana pulled after 83 pitches. I think he could have gone out for the seventh. Then perhaps you preserve crow and let him come maybe in the middle of the seventh or out for the eighth to bridge the gap to Bednar, but it all worked out. Uh, the Pirates were able to come back. They were able to win. Shout out to Chris Stratton, who pitched a scoreless 10th. Um, that's not easy to do with the man on second base to begin the inning. And then in the bottom of the 10th, Reynolds was walked, which 
probably smart for the Cubs because Diego Castillo, who came up with a nice golden sombrero today out of the three hole, four strikeouts, although he did go one for five. But uh, Chavis was able to play hero two for five on the day, two RBIs, the home run, the offense basically in the second half of that game that propelled the Pirates in the last few innings of that game, honestly. But Pirates were probably helped by the fact that the Cubs had four errors in the game. Um, the Pirates were out hit 11 to nine, but a win's a win. O'Neill Cruz uh, struck out twice. He kind of, he looked like he struggled against the left-handed pitcher, Justin Steele. But that said, it struck out twice against him, but in his third at bat, he had that ball where he hit it 106 miles an hour off the base of the center field wall, extending his RBI streak uh, to begin his major league career, which is pretty cool to see. Like we've kind of both noted at hitting 222, 222, 333 on the year. So he's what, four for 18. Not going to really complain about that. Blyd Madrist, though, as you mentioned, 294 average, 294 on base, 588 slugging. He has looked beyond comfortable at the plate, so you like to see that. And overall, big picture, the Cubs are a terrible baseball team. They really are. They're 26-44. and Their lineup is decent. Their pitching is pretty bad. Uh, The Pirates should be aiming to be a better team than the Cubs this season. Although at the beginning of the season, not all of us would have said that. But at this current juncture, the Pirates should be aiming to be better. And when you look at it, with Hayes, with Reynolds, you look at those two guys, the way I look at them, Hayes and Reynolds, I think they could both be four-win players. Guys with four-plus war, and they might not be super-duper stars, but they're they're both all-star quality players. And if you add O'Neill Cruz, who has all the tools. And I'm not going to hesitate to say that he is probably the most impressive baseball player for the pirates that I have ever seen, just in terms of overall ability and raw talent. And I mean, he, he worked pretty hard to get to this point. O'Neill Cruz was not always a top prospect, but just tools wise, I've never seen a guy play shortstop that can throw the ball close to 97 miles an hour be as fast as Tyree kill. As some people has said, uh, 31.5 sprint speed, which is the fastest among any pirate this season. And of course hit the ball as hard as anyone in baseball, O'Neill Cruz. There's only a few players in baseball. There's actually three players in baseball that you could say hit the ball harder than anyone else. And that's Aaron judge, Giancarlo Stanton, and yeah, I'll put O'Neill Cruz right up there with them in terms of having the ceiling to hit the ball as hard or harder than anyone in the sport. That's three 80-grade tools right there for Cruz. So, you know, we don't know if he's going to put it all together and become, you know, the best player of all time or whatever. He certainly has the tools to do so, but he still is raw. He still is really young. 23 years old. He still is a rookie. There's still are going to be growing pains, but in terms of just pure, just wow factor, O'Neill Cruz is as good as anyone I've ever seen. And if he can put it together and he can be, you know, a six win type of player, an MVP type of talent, if he could put it all together, then 
putting him with Hayes and Reynolds, that is as good as a core as you can really think of for the Pirates. And, of course, we still got Davis on the way. We still got Paguero on the way. We still got Nick Gonzalez on the way at some point if he can get healthy. We still got Quinn Priester. We still got Mike Burrows. Rowanzi is awesome. Um, JT Brubaker looks like he's putting it together pitching-wise, as is Mitch Keller. There's there's a real there's a real team being built here. Bednar, obviously, back of the bullpen, probably the best closer in baseball. I don't care. I'm being a homer right now. I don't care. But you know, you, you look at this team and it's it's getting pieced together. Jack Sawinski, another guy. He didn't really have the best series, but he he's really shown signs this season. He's shown power, even if he's not a real high on base guy. If you stick him at the bottom of your lineup and get 25 to 30 home run power, the occasional bomb while playing solid defense in the outfield, like he's shown he's been able to do. That's another guy. Bly Madris, we mentioned perhaps, you know, it's only been three games and it's only been three games with Cruz too. But if Madris is the guy that we think he could potentially be, if he can hit as well as he's hit in AAA this season, he's another guy. This team is, it's rounding out. And it's funny because two months ago, we were, we were just, it was, it was the same old, you know, apocalyptic. The pirates are dead. They're pathetic. They're a terrible organization talk, but it's it's kind of turned around quickly where we're we're kind of the optimism is flowing, the roster is kind of rounding out, and yes, they got to play the Cubs and the Cubs are terrible, but it's it was it was really exciting to see this series happen where you thought, okay, this this is a this is a ball club. This is a team that that I could get behind and kind of see you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. You could see this team winning some games and uh, I am excited to see what they can do this weekend against a true contender in Tampa Bay. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to win a lot, but I'm, I'm just excited to see what they can do. And overall this week, four game series taking three out of four, it, it was really encouraging and it was really fun to watch. And I kind of tweeted this Tuesday. I was like, man, I woke up this morning and I was itching to watch the pirate game. And I have not felt that way in quite some time. And it, it was really refreshing to feel that way. So I'm excited to watch games. I'm excited to see what they can do. And uh, honestly, this is probably as optimistic as I have ever been recording one of these podcasts. And it's it's pretty fun. Oh, yeah. And you know me. I'm the biggest cynic out there. But I've been really enjoying this wave of Pirates baseball lately. Um, and I think a lot of it attributes to the way these players have been brought up. I mean, I, I don't know if you saw the dugout clip from, I think it was after Bly Madris's home run. Him, Sawinski, and Mitchell all were just jumping around, enjoying themselves, almost like kids playing teener league or little league baseball. You know, they're just having fun. And, you know, I think maybe the Pirates have just been a little too... I don't want to say serious, because you've got to maintain a serious posture in the game of baseball. But it seems like the fun aspect was sort of missing, at least in recent years. I mean, it was fun back in the early 2010s, but since then it's been kind of mad. They're just—I ha- think they've been just been trying to find themselves. Now they're having fun and they're enjoying it 
doing it with the, with the guys they came up with. I mean, Mitchell Cruz and Contreras, um, Swinsky a little bit, but he's been more in double A, but Mitchell Cruz and Contreras, they all, they all love it. And Madras has been all over the organization. And so he's been playing with a lot of these guys back and forth, just waiting to get his time. And they're all just celebrating together. They're all celebrating those good moments together. They're not just, you know, celebrating their own personal moments. It's, it's really cool to see. And going off of that, I think it needs to be said that the rumor that O'Neill Cruz has an attitude problem is mostly wrong. I'm still going off, you know, what I mentioned last week of what I've was told by somebody who used to work at the Altoona Curb about how rude he was. But overall, I just see his interactions with the guys and in the clubhouse. And I mean, the guy just loves baseball and he loves doing it with the group of guys he's with. So I, I, I think that we need to step back from that statement a little bit and sort of analyze just how much Cruz gets along with these people. Like, I mean, I mean, him and Hoy Park are chumming it up in the in the dugout. Like, and they were best friends down in AAA. There were videos of them singing with each other in the locker room and laughing with each other, and they were getting along well whenever uh, those two would play together. I think it was in game one and two. Um, which, pause for real quick. Kudos to Derek Shelton for sending out pretty much two of the same lineup. The only difference was the catchers, but if that's it, and you're trying to pull from two catchers who equally suck, except I believe that Heineman's a little bit better, and um, that's the story for another day, but um, that's pretty cool to see. But back to the original subject, the fact that these players, you know, they know they're not contending, they know they aren't quote-unquote good, but they have fun playing, and I think it's transcending out on the field. These guys rally around each other, and you know, instead of putting each other down or at least looking at each other weirdly, you know, acting as if they're all the best guy on the team, they need to just say we're the you know they're just saying we're the we need to be the best team that we can be. We know we're all on equal playing field here. We all just need to rally around each other and have fun, and that's what they're doing. And I don't know if that's because they have certain guys in there or if it's you know just because that's just who they are as people. But it's really cool to see, and I'm, I think it's really having an effect on the on-field uh, presence. And you saw it when they brought Eikhoff in. They didn't know much about him. He's a veteran, can't really vibe well with the team, and the team crumbled. Albeit because of Eikhoff, but they still crumbled because they weren't all that same cohesive unit. Um, but you guys send guys like Quintana out there, who is known to be a great veteran leader, um, probably is really good friends with all the guys in the clubhouse, um, JT Brubaker, who's a likable guy and he's been with the system and Rowansi, who's a young guy like them all, they really put up strong fights and they can contend with these teams. And like you said, yeah, the Cubs suck, but it's a division rival and you still beat them. There's still the, 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 the weight of the division opponent, even if they suck or if you suck or who doesn't matter who sucks, there's still that, that weight there. And they rallied around each other and won. That's the big thing. And then they, they showed well against San Francisco. So the overall thing here is that these young guys are sort of showing us what we expected. They're building around each other. They're winning games because of it. You know, it may not be a lot at the moment and it may be against inferior competition, but they're still doing it. And, you know, I, I'm, it seems like there's a much more positive cloud over the Pittsburgh Pirates than there was a month ago when we had guys like Van Meter and Yoshi in the lineup. Um, speaking of which, I don't know what's going to happen when they come back because they're on rehab assignments, but overall at the moment, I'm just liking the overall atmosphere that this team is putting out. 
Yeah, I agree. And back to the Cruz thing, I I will say there's definitely there's there's something about him. There is an aura about him. There's an edge to him where he is, and I love it. I love it so much. He is the most confident guy in the room. Uh, he came up and he said, "Yeah, me pointing at my watch. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not going to have to do that anymore because I'm in the big leagues finally." Uh, yeah, I'm going to break some stat cast metrics because I'm O'Neill Cruz and I'm awesome like that. He just has that confidence. And, you know, like I said, he's still raw and we'll see what happens, but he knows he is that guy. And uh, I love that about him. And I just, I just think I'm, I'm just so excited to see what he could do. I'm excited to see what 400 plate appearances of O'Neill Cruz is going to look like in 2022 and he's going to get every day at bats. And I will say this, seeing him in person play shortstop that, like you said, that that has been a pretty big question of, Oh, will he be able to stick at shortstop made a diving play today? He looks fluid. I think that's the biggest key. He's definitely going to make some, he's going to make some errors. He's going to make his fair share of errors for sure. And even yesterday in the blowout uh, where the pirates got blown out by the Cubs, there was a play where Cruz fielded a ground ball. It was an easy double play. He got the ball on a grounder. He stepped on second base. He had plenty of time to throw to first and he whipped that throw and Chavis at first, or sorry, Chang at first, had to pretty much dive to catch the ball, and he did, and it still was a double play. But there are times where Cruz, perhaps, his arm is a little wild, I will say that. But range-wise, he looks solid. Arm strength-wise, he obviously has the strongest infield arm there is in the sport. And I will say this, too, having the best third baseman right beside you, Inky Brian Hayes, hopefully he's fine. Once again, hopefully he's not injured, but having the best third baseman in the sport will cover up a lot of mistakes when you're trying to get, get your footing as big league shortstop. And I, I just think for me personally, the questions were answered. I want to see Cruz play at shortstop or as long as possible. And, um, he, he looked solid enough for me back to the, uh, to the roster questions, I mean, you look at it, you have, we got, we got Van Meter, we got Yoshi, we got Kevin Newman, and we got Ben Gamble all coming back soon. If I had to guess, I would say Van Meter will probably replace Diego Castillo. I would DFA Yoshi the second he's eligible to come back. I would replace Yu Chang with uh, Gamble. And I would probably replace Hoyt Park with Kevin Newman. That's what I would do personally, and I think, I think that's what's. I think that is what is going to happen. Maybe Cal Mitchell goes down instead of Hoyt Park for Gamble. But uh, there's definitely enough players on this roster that could be replaced still, and uh, everything will be okay. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, Overall, though, let me ask you this. I, I'm kind of wondering because you look at the Pirates' record now. They are 29 and 40, so they've played 69 nice games this season. There's what? 100. There's 96 games remaining. How many wins? I'll ask you here on June 23rd. How many games will the Pirates win? How many wins will they have by the end of the season? 
total wins or are we just going off how many games they play now or play total wins total wins total wins oh boy i'm gonna i'm gonna say they have 70 i'm optimistic enough that they're gonna have 70 wins we're gonna have some of the veterans coming back you get rid of some of the dead weight on the team like chang like you know uh castillo and mitchell by going down um you bring some of those returnees back and you mix in some of the younger guys I, I'm, I'm more optimistic than I was at the beginning of the season that we're actually going to see a very good baseball team throughout the remainder of the season. So I'm I'm very optimistic that we're going to get 70 wins this season. So that would mean, what, 70 minus 29? 31, I think. No, 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 41, sorry. It's 29. So they'd have to win 40 more, 41 more games out of, what, 162 minus 69. 41 out of 93, yeah. So you're, you're saying you think they're going to play 40 and – sorry, 41 and 52 baseball. I think that's definitely possible. I'll give, you, I'll give you 74 wins. I think that they can kind of roam around 500 for the rest of the season, especially in this crappy division. I think it's definitely possible. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think things are looking up overall. I agree. And I think it's safe to put them in the 70 to 74 win category. Now, if you're telling me they're going to win 80, then I would tell you to go uh, tuck yourself in at night. But um, I think it's safe. I we I think we just need to really capitalize on the series against the Reds and the Chicago Cubs, maybe sweep one or two. Um, and we're, we'll be riding pretty well. And we also have to hold our bearings and not think that the pitching staff is just going to hold steady throughout the remainder of the season because, you know, it, we have three guys in our rotation who can turn on a dime and be terrible, and that is JT Brubaker, Mitch Keller, and Zach Thompson, for lack of a better choice. Quintana could blow up a game here and there, and Contreras, he's probably going to be the dominant one out of the bunch. But, again, I think with the good veterans that are coming back, I think with you know with how good our pitching staff could be, both bullpen and rotation, I think it's safe to say that 70 to 74 wins is probably the safest bet um, I mean, obviously, you could be a very big cynic and just say, oh, I think they're going to win maybe 60 games. They're going to have another 100 loss season because I've seen that. And while I want to believe, I, I just can't bring myself to. I think this year is too – there's too much riding on this on this season to have another 100 loss season. So, yeah, 70, 74 wins, very safe bet. I think that's probably the best uh, best field of wins that they could get. Yeah. And looking ahead here. As you mentioned, the Pirates travel to Tampa Bay for the weekend series. The Rays are 37 and 32. They're on the outside looking in right now, but you know, they they definitely consider themselves as contenders in the American League and I mean, I still think they're solid as well. So this will be a, a really nice test for the Pirates. In the Friday game, Jeffrey Springs will start for the Rays. He will oppose Mitch Keller. Uh, Keller has been solid as of late Springs 54 innings pitched this season. He's only given up 12 earned runs. He's been really solid 56 strikeouts to just 13 walks. He's only started nine games and he's appeared in 17. So he's been out of the bullpen a decent amount, but his ERA on the season is just a flat two. So uh, left-handed pitcher. That'll be another test. We'll see if Cruz gets another start against the lefty, but Left-handed pitcher, that's kind of tough for the Pirates. Um, We'll see, though. We'll see what happens. 
in the Saturday game is JT Brubaker. We'll see if we'll be able to get that second win. He is opposing Corey Kluber. Kluber, the vet on the season, the 36-year-old, 3-4, and four, 346 ERA, um, 67 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's given up eight home runs on the season. He's been pretty solid for the Rays. There's, there's really no other way to describe it. That'll be another test for the Pirates offense and for J2 Brubaker again to see if he can get another solid start in him. And then Sunday, this is the tough one, the toughest one. Shane McClanahan, another lefty for the Rays, seven and three on the year. He has a 181 ERA. He's, he's up there in terms of Cy Young contenders in the American League this season. Throws near 100 miles an hour. He's only given up 17 earned runs over 84 and a third innings pitched. He will be up against Rowanzi Contreras. Pitching-wise, this is tough. The Pirates get two tough lefties, and they get the veteran righty who has been solid this season. I personally, I'm hoping that they can squeak out one win out of these three. I'm not going to be terribly optimistic. I think they'll be able to win one just because baseball, but uh, it's going to be tough for sure. I don't know what you think. I hate to say this, but I think we're going to get swept. Um, Offenses might be able to be comparable, but the pitching is what it all comes down to. And considering they have a former Cy Young winner, they have a possible Cy Young winner going on Sunday. Um, And I mean, Springs, who's been pretty good for lack of a better term. Um, I don't think we're going to get whitewashed by any means, but something tells me that we're going to get swept and it's, it's going to be a competitive negative end of, of a sweep if there is ever one. But um, in terms of looking positively, we may get swept, but I think we're going to see O'Neill Cruz get his first home run of the season at the Trop. Um, I think Bly Madris is probably going to have a two hit game in one of these two, in one of these three games. Brian Reynolds, I'll say is going to continue his hot month of June. And you know what, since I've been a pretty big cynic on him, why don't we just, feed into the BS and just, I'm just going to come out and say it. I hope, or I, I I'm going to say that you Chang hits a home run at the trop and it's going to piss everybody off, including me. Um, I hate it so much and it pained me to say, but why not? We're pulling out of the stops. There's going to be some positives to this weekend. So it's going to be, it's going to be a, a negative end of a sweep, but it'll be tolerable at the least. I mean, looking at it against two lefties, we're going to get our fair share of Chang. We're probably going to get our fair share of Diego Castillo. Obviously, we're going to see Chavis. We're going to see, I don't know, pretty much the lineup that we see we have seen today in Thursday game. But uh, yeah, like I said, I'm I'm going to be optimistic. The Pirates are going to win one of those games, and if they can somehow find a way to squeak out two two wins against Tampa Bay. Honestly, I will just be doing backflips because yeah, I just, I don't love the pitching matchups perhaps though. I don't know. Keller Brubaker and Contreras. Those are three of our better pitchers, I guess you could say. So maybe this, this will be a low scoring game or series overall. Um, We'll see though, but I will say, after this weekend series, the Pirates get to travel to Washington. That's that's a bad team. The, the Nationals are twenty five and forty seven. So 
Pirates, if they do kind of lose some ground against Tampa Bay, they'll have a chance to make it up against Washington. So that's good. Before coming back home to start the month of July against Milwaukee and the New York Yankees. So that's going to be a tough home stand. But the Pirates will be at home, so we'll see what happens. Um, Jake, before we sign off here, is there anything else you'd like to talk uh, about? Just a few comments. Just saw Justice De Los Santos, Bucks dugout extraordinaire. Uh, tweet out yeah. that Tucapita Marcano is back in the Pirates clubhouse, so expect a roster move announced here tonight. Uh, I forgot about it. Also him. tweeted out that Key Brian Hayes is currently being evaluated for his shoulder, but Shelty Boy says that he's optimistic about it, so there's at least some good news there. Um, and he said that Bednar was only limited to one inning because of two multi-outings or multi-inning outings in a row, so take that as you will. Yeah, that's just stupid. I don't understand that. Because he has not pitched since Sunday, but whatever, the Pirates won. It's Derek Shelton. What do you expect? You're going to get stupid out of him. I don't know. I'm waiting for one day he just comes across one of our episodes and then just like completely obliterates us in the media or something. But uh, those are just a few updates. Uh, I'm expecting to see a roster move here later tonight on Pirates on Twitter. But that's all I got. Yeah, you mentioned Tukapita. I forgot about him. So... I will say that then. I think substitute Castillo with Van Meter, Shang gone, Sutsugo gone, substitute Park with Tukapita, substitute Cal Mitchell with Ben Gamble, and that's it. So th- those will be the roster moves. And obviously, hopefully, Zach Thompson, as as we mentioned, uh, forearm tightness. Hopefully he's back to replace Jared Eikhoff very, very soon because, man, it's tough to hate on Eikhoff because he just looked he just looked as pathetic as really any starting pitcher could. And uh, he made some history in his start. First pitcher since whenever to have two straight starts of giving up 10 earned runs and he was the first pitcher since 1940 maybe to give up 10 earned runs in his first pirates start so sorry jared eikoff you kind of had a nice you had a nice little run there in 2016 but it's six years later and uh maybe i don't know i don't know he's pretty much washed i'm sorry but that's how it is yeah, you're t- yeah. All right, uh, Jake, where can we follow you on Twitter? Find me at underscore Radio Jake on Twitter. Awesome. Follow me on Twitter at Nathan underscore Hirsch. And, of course, follow Bucks Dugout on Twitter at Bucks Dugout. We will be back most likely following the Rays series, and we'll, we'll be talking about that. And, uh, yeah, Pirates baseball, baby. It's Better than it was about a month ago. We could say that confidently. (laughs) All right, everyone have a great rest of your day. Uh, Enjoy this weather and uh, peace out.